1: And in this series of Christmas specials, I'm finding out what absolutely has to be on the table of my starry guests. This week, I'm with social media celebrities, food writers, cooks and flatmates, Ian Theesby and Henry Firth, better known as Bosch. With 28 million views a month across their various platforms, their inspiring vegan recipes are changing the way young people eat at a time when conversations around meat, farming and the impact of food on climate change are challenging our thinking. But it's not just the food, it's their life-affirming attitude to the bigger issues around animal welfare and the future of the planet that has catapulted them into the mainstream. And if you want to try out a really tasty vegan Christmas this year, as I'm going to... This is your definitive listen. I start by asking Henry how to get that incredible flavour that's the hallmark of Bosch.
2: I mean, most of the ingredients are going to be the same. So we're going to be looking for the roast, roast potatoes. We're going to be looking for stuffing, gorgeous gravy. But instead of the giant hock of meat, we're going to have a mushroom wellington. Like, beautiful. It's like a Bosch classic, the big Bosch mushroom wellington.
1: So Wellington, exactly the same as we would know a Wellington to be, mm-hmm. but the main ingredient is those great big mushrooms mm-hmm. packed with flavour. Now this is the thing, you are big on flavour, aren't you? Tell me, what do you do to those mushrooms to make it an absolute must on the Christmas table?
3: So with the actual portobello mushrooms themselves, we will get a, um, some garlic get some rosemary, get some thyme, get a little bit of olive oil and we'll crush it all together in a pestle and mortar and then we'll have this wonderful, flavourful paste and we'll rub it into the gills of the mushrooms and that will sort of form um, the main sort of innards of the the Wellington. But the actual um, sort of encasing that we put round it is made up of bread, it's made up of um, other mushrooms, there's flavours in there like white wine, we sweeten it ever so slightly with a little bit of sugar, we pump some more traditional British herbs in there like rosemary and thyme, and though that sort of casing encases the portobello mushroom. And then we wrap it all up in either shortcrust or puff pastry, whichever you fancy.
1: Yeah.
3: Do you remember the nut roasts of old, right? The classic vegan do, fare. Exactly. Like dry. Mm. And it's
4: kind
2: of the bad thing that everybody thinks about vegan food. Mm. We wanted to move away from that. And mm-hmm. that's why in our first cookbook, you won't find a nut roast at all because it was just too out there for us, too too traditional, not out there, too vegan. <laughs> so we went down the route of something that was really just moist. It's maybe a weird word to use to describe food nowadays, but it is moist. There's no better word. A lovely, gorgeous like wet interior that doesn't feel dry at all and goes perfect with gravy
1: it it's an interesting point actually i mean moist is not necessarily a word i would have chosen (laughs) i would have been looking for more umami now you're big on umami i think that this is the one thing that all you know people who are not necessarily vegans more flexitarians are always looking for i mean a a mushroom is is Mm. full of umami Mm -hmm. itself so Mm. you know you're halfway there i've noticed you use these herb oils for example to give it that extra flavor um does it give it the umami as well
2: So the herb oil is a little hack, right? For people listening, the, the idea behind the herb oil is you're making a giant Christmas dinner... You want to hit everything with rosemary and thyme and maybe a couple of other little herbs as well, but you don't want to have to put them individually in, so you just make this 500ml batch of herb oil that you can apply to everything. Really nice, consistent flavour. It's not really giving us the umami, though. It's Mm -hmm. more just that herbiness. But the umami is mainly going to come from a load of different brown ingredients. So we've got things like marmite or soy sauce. We might go for a vegan Worcester sauce. Mm -hmm. You said mushrooms. They also have umami. Mm. That lovely fifth savoury scent that we all buy want to taste in our meals
1: i mean i suppose i I was using the oil because we're looking for fat yes Mm -hmm. you know on your christmas dinner table you want fat to give you flavor do you need that fat for a start are you i mean there's a lot of things that Mm. you actually do fake shall we say that you know you fake the chicken you fake the bacon you fake a lot of the stuff but actually can you fake fat
3: um with the fat we use olive oil um, but we don't rely on the fattiness like what we rely upon is um, the kind of chunky texture of it, the wonderful kind of um, mouthfeel that comes with all the sort of mushrooms that are in there and if you're wanting fattiness, that comes from our uh, crispy roast potatoes, which again with are uh, lathered with wonderful olive oil really really flavourful um, lots of salt on there to bring out the natural flavours so it, there is fat on the Christmas dinner plate, but when it comes to mushroom wellington itself, there isn't so much, but then again we don't think it needs it because it's just it's wonderfully compact it's got a fantastic bite to it great great dish of course
2: you've got all of those nuts in there they're going to provide natural mm. fats and i think it's really important to talk about the type of fat okay mm. that's one of the great things about eating plant-based why we love plant-based food so much is that <laughs> even if you are for eating fat chances are it's going to be more healthy for you so mm. it's generally going um, to be a good healthy fat like the kind of fat you find in nuts There is a bit of unsaturated fat in the uh, pastry. So the pastry is a bit Mm. naughty. But you know what? It's Christmas, so we should have a bit of fun. We're
1: not talking about diets here. We're talking about saving the world. Come on. you know. So I'm thinking about that Christmas table, and you've got lots of other things, like the Brussels sprouts with maple mushrooms. Mm -hmm. Now, I love a bit of maple, um, and I love the multi-use of mushrooms as well. Tell me about this particular dish, Mm. and then we'll go into the bangers in blankets.
3: So the maple mushrooms... Well, it's maple bacon. That's what we were looking for because I think, um, like some christmas food especially in the united states have has a natural sweetness to it uh like you've got your sort of uh, yam pies and this kind of thing but with these particular um, brussels sprouts we wanted to recreate the salty sweetness of maple bacon and that's why we used mushrooms because when you cook them down long enough they have a wonderful sort of meaty bite to them and they just complement the earthy flavors of the brussels sprouts beautifully
1: yeah Bangers in blankets.
3: Bangers in blankets. Because oh, my let's be goodness. honest,
1: the, the whole Christmas thing goes on all day, yeah, mm. doesn't it? You want a whole, you want food just coming out of the oven all the time. Bangers in blankets has got to be a part of that. Tell me about that one.
2: I suppose if you think about Christmas, it's the one time when cooking doesn't need to be efficient. When you want to spend like a day in the kitchen bangers in blankets all of those little hors d'oeuvres that you can have they they all add to the overall experience of christmas i think and the fact that you're just eating and nibbling and grazing throughout the day now obviously bangers in blankets are traditionally made with a sausage wrapped in bacon and let's be honest they're delicious We didn't go vegan because we don't like the taste of meat. We love the taste of meat, but we went vegan because of the planet and ultimately our health and also the animals too. So we make our bangers in blankets in a much simpler way. Of course, we use veggie sausages. They're easy to get hold of. You can get them even in your local supermarket. But we make our bacon in a number of different ways. You can use things like um, a pepper that you've rolled up. You can use tofu. We've got a really nice tofu bacon recipe. Um, Favourite tofu? Favorite tofu is called tofu. Ah oh, yes, it's I really like one firm. One. Mm. You don't even need to press mm. it. And the other one is uh, what's the other one I'm thinking Aubergyne. of? Aubergine. Yeah. Aubergine. Aubergine bacon as well. And then we hit it with smoky flavors and sweetness. So you're going to have things like soy sauce, maple syrup, maybe even liquid smoke if you're a proper pro. Mm-hmm. Ooh.
1: Now, the whole point of this is that you don't have to be a proper pro. Yeah. You make things seem very easy, mm. and you use that lovely, tasty kind of model where you, you're sort of looking <laughs> yeah, from yeah, d- yeah. down from above, and it's very, very easy. So it's you always seem to start with your, your onions and your garlic, and then you're adding <laughs> things in. It just feels like completely normal, very yeah. recognisable food. Yeah. Mm. You're just using things in a different way, but you do have these cook hacks. So... The things that really add, so for, I wouldn't necessarily use a veggie sausage. That's not saying mm-hmm. Christmas dinner to me. No, it depends that, on
2: the veggie sausage. Well, you, you just got sort of to taste a good one. Good yeah,
3: Go on, yeah. Then. Um, there's are we some like, say brands.
1: Yeah. yeah, there's
2: some by Richmond
3: yeah. that have just come out, which really? are yeah mm. amazing. Mm. The Linda McCartney sausages, the specifically the uh, red onion and sage ones, are really very, very good. They've got um, wonderful sort of earthy flavours. And the textured vegetable protein that you use to create the meatiness of the sausage is realistic beyond belief. In fact, my mum and dad have now replaced their regular sausages with those. The other trick with veggie sausages, because you talked about fat before, is, you know
2: it's very easy to put a sausage in a grill and just leave it veggie sausages don't do quite so well because they don't have so much fat inside them Mm -hmm. so they respond better to a nice fatty fry if you're looking for that flavor
1: yeah okay now obviously everything else on the table clementine roasted root vegetables i mean everybody's just going to go to town on your root vegetables make something really beautiful your crispy fluffy perfect roast potatoes always interested in roast potatoes tell us how you do yours
2: so much oil you just you've almost got anything nothing left in the bottle hours and hours and hours in the oven it's about two hours and like you want that oven as hot as it can possibly get Mm -hmm. we will also take the potatoes out about halfway through so after about an hour toss them in more oil make sure they're well covered and put some garlic in there Mm. we don't put the garlic in at the beginning because you don't want it to completely burn Mm -hmm. put it in about halfway through we actually did a video about this on bosch and um the perfect roast potatoes you can see it on youtube or wherever it's had millions of views because everybody loves roast potatoes Mm,
1: exactly everybody's always after the perfect roast potato and the perfect gravy let's talk gravy first but we do have to go on to stuffing so let's do gravy (laughs) perfect vegan gravy?
3: Well, um, we've got a lot of red wine in there. We've obviously got vegetable stock, subbing out any chicken or beef stock that's in there as well. But um, there's a couple of different recipes we've done for it, and one that's really particularly good is when you, um, you just take sort of like... Some, like you know, the smallest carrot in the bag, and you chop it up, and you've got the smallest onion in the bag, and they look a bit sorry, and you don't want them ma- like on the actual dinner plate. You roast them off, and once you've roasted them off, you mash them up to get all those juices out of them, and then blend it with the other things that are in the gravy recipe. But the red wine really brings it all together, and once all the alcohol is sort of dispersed from the gravy, you're left with this thick, sumptuous, wonderfully flavourful gravy that complements the mushroom wellington perfectly.
1: Mm, colour. Mm-hmm. I'm a, a big brown gravy fan my mum always used to use gravy browning which has probably got things in it that you would never (laughs) ever use how do you make a nice gravy brown
2: well first of all you're going to get the natural color once you start to brown the things that are making the gravy so you're going to have your onions you're going to have maybe a leek maybe some shallots maybe some carrots you're going to get that browning on there that's really really key and one of the things you can do to add that bit extra color and flavor is to deglaze the pan Mm. so if you actually scrape those little burny bits off the bottom and make sure that they're all in there that's going to add to the flavour. We've then got a load of, as we talked about before, umami hits. So things like a little bit of red wine, some marmite, maybe some brown sugar, maybe Mm. some maple syrup. Really stuff that everybody's going to have in their cupboards and all of that is going to add to that incredible flavour.
1: I'm not sure that people... Who are non vegans, who've yeah. been playing with their marmite and their soy sauce in the same way as I you know. Guys. I think mm-hmm. you're ahead of They're us on this out. one. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I'm I'm gonna play with that. Maple syrup as well is a big must for mm, yeah. vegans isn't it? Definitely. it it's a real substitute for so many different things isn't mm. it give us an example of where you would use maple syrup that non vegans would
3: well we usually use it as a replacement for honey because obviously we can't have honey um and like on in our brand new cookbook that's coming out really really soon we flavor this banana chocolate mousse with maple syrup a good amount of maple syrup obviously you can go you don't have to be, have too much maple syrup in there but yeah maple syrup just flavors more and basically everything that needs a little sweetness yeah we we use it all the time
2: sweetness we've we've got this gorgeous maple and pecan Mm plait which is kind of like a dessert sausage roll i mean we love maple syrup partly because um it's got that extra flavor that natural sugar doesn't necessarily have Mm. but also it's a little bit less processed as well Mm -hmm. also depending on how how, what your ideals are as a vegan you might choose to avoid sugar Mm -hmm. there are some vegans who do so um so maple syrup is great all around Mm. And it tastes amazing.
1: Ultimate Roast Stuffing Balls. Now, I cannot imagine mm-hmm. how these are going to taste as I need them to be. Okay, yeah,
3: <laughs> I mean, uh, they are, honestly, a damn sight difference to the regular like pork stuffing balls that you'd have. But we're not with this we wanted to sort of make the cranberries sing we've got brown bread in there and we're sort of bringing them all together and it's just like it's a really nice thing to have on the plate
1: yeah
3: um do you, do you know what i mean Stuffing so like, is one of my favorite parts yeah. actually i'll often go back the really nice thing about the rs
2: dinner is that we've got two places where we've got the stuffing that's how much we love stuffing mm. <laughs> we've got these stuffing balls but we've also got what is essentially stuffing wrapped around the mushroom wellington yeah. as well so mm. so we've kind of doubled down on our stuffing and i challenge you to come and try this stuffing around We will show you just how good Plant based stuffing can taste
0: I
1: mean the thing that you say about When you became vegan uh, And we'll talk about why in a second You said it felt Lighter healthier Mm. you your skin and your hair looked and felt better i mean really that quickly who started it was it you Mm -hmm. Ian?
3: yep so i started vegan first and i i basically kind of tripped and fell into it if i'm completely honest i was uh, grew up in a yorkshire household in sheffield and um my mum and dad had fed me like meat and two veg throughout my entire life so when i kind of um decided to take the just a trial vegetarianism to see how it felt and to see if it was any good um I was really surprised by the by the benefits that came from it, especially the the benefits when they were even upped more. When uh, when when I tried veganism, like you say, the uh, the hair got thicker, the skin got clearer. Um, it like you just felt lighter because it takes less time to digest the mm. food that you're digesting, mm. um, a lot more regular and sleeping a lot sounder. It was just um, when I first went vegan, never expected any real sort of physical benefits, but many many came. So it was really it was it was an eye-opener. It was yeah. fantastic.
1: But you. You watch a documentary, you watch Cowspiracy, Mm -hmm. which has changed an enormous amount of people's lives. It seems to be the one documentary of the many, and Mm -hmm. there are lots out there, uh, that really kind of ask those bigger questions about the agriculture industry and the impact of food production on the planet. Mm -hmm. And that is now absolutely, well, uh, getting much more part of the national Mm -hmm. conversation with Extinction Rebellion and a lot more Instagram influences really kind of looking at that. So you are the best-selling vegan authors in in the country. I mean, is that what you think because of, of, of your political beliefs or because of your recipes? I mean, how important is it to your personal story that it is driven by the need to save the planet?
3: I think, to be quite honest with you, um, the reason why we're the biggest is because the food that we were writing uh, for our first book, our second book and all of our videos um, is just really accessible. It's food that isn't too um, difficult to make. The ingredients aren't too difficult to find. Neither Henry and I are trained professional chefs. And that really resonates with the average person because we are essentially average people who just like real food, and I think that's the core reason for um, our uh, books doing so well Mm. Um, obviously now we've got our brand new book out, um, How to Live Vegan Mm. And uh, we answered the difficult question of why we went vegan. And I think, again, um, our kind of softly, softly approach towards veganism has been very palatable for an awful lot of people. And that's why it's resonated with so many.
1: Yeah. So you got into the mainstream. But let's ask you, I mean, Henry, you kind of followed Mm. on from your flatmate, didn't you? You kind of went vegan second. Yeah. Were you also driven by the politics?
2: I was 100% driven by the climate so the health benefits that you mentioned before, they were a nice benefit that came with it. But yeah, watching Cowspiracy and realizing just how much animal agriculture affects the climate was an eye-opening moment for me, and I could have no part of it after that. There was also other parts of that message, like there's a there's a human justice element to plant-based food and that people are starving whilst we could produce enough plants to feed the whole planet Mm. that doesn't sit right with me either so after watching Cowspiracy sat there with Ian in my flat in the living room my mouth just dropped and I said you know what I've got to do this overnight I went vegan the next day I felt incredible and both Ian and I immediately yeah I mean I would Mm -hmm. say within within 12 hours I'd noticed something was different and within two days I was obviously sure it was really to do with this. And within six months, I'd realised that I no longer suffered from hay fever in the way I'd used to. Um, So, yeah, I really, really saw the health benefits. But when we decided to set up Bosch, which was maybe six or 12 months after that, the core motivation behind Bosch was it was the planet Mm -hmm. and how we can build something that will help to raise awareness of climate change, but in a really nice way. Like, we don't want to preach to people. We don't want to annoy our parents we did a bit at the beginning (laughs) Um, yeah yeah yeah. i mean yeah maybe maybe then but (laughs) but also our friends like quite early on we sent some people some texts like guys are you aware of this because i think at the beginning you're really shocked by these new realities you've found out um but after six months of that you realize it doesn't resonate with people you're just going to lose your friends and family so then we just amalgamated this approach to be one of like really really leading by example making delicious food but not judging people so mm. just cooking for people wherever they are and that's what we do now it's mm-hmm. what we do every day and it's all about the planet
1: and do you find that people ask you you know you're fans you've got millions of fans mm. do, how often do you get asked those questions about the impact
3: about the impact on the environment um yeah we get asked they don't really know if mean, you, like, you think can, about yeah. it they've already made their decisions yeah. haven't they like, I think we, we're in this really marvellous position because um, we've kind of always been about showing people that vegan can be extremely tasty and absolutely delicious and really, really easy. And um, our friend, like, we, we hardly get any um, bad things happen on online like um usually it's just like a gush gushing praise for the work that we do maybe it's Um, still to come yeah maybe it's still (laughs) to come maybe it's yeah hopefully not touch wood where's the wood (laughs) but i think um yeah i think we're 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 really lucky and i think the softly softly approach towards veganism is always a good idea
1: after the break we'll find out the difference between teaching and preaching and why bosch tv has to be on the telly
4: Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.
2: How to live vegan was not so much that our existing fans needed to see that information, but those same friends and family we were talking about before kept on asking us questions. Mm -hmm. Like, really? So, you really think if more people went vegan, that would help the planet? Or, where do you get your protein from? Where do you get your B12 from? All those kinds of questions we had to put them into a little beautiful little diary so people could carry it around with them and refer to it wherever they go. So not so much for the existing mm-hmm. fans, because they already worked out their yeah. reason for going vegan. But for the people who are on the fence, the rising number of flexitarians, that's their go to guide.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. And flexitarianism is what all the big campaigners are, tr- are trying to move it, everyone into so that it's less but better. If everybody became a vegan, then we'd have a, a big issue with farming and soil depletion. Mm. But actually, fle- flexitarianism is, is probably the way forward, isn't it? And, and it's and is a better message for the whole of the world.
2: I mean, on that point, we're not experts. So um, we do get asked this sometimes and we don't want to walk around preaching to uh, farmers or people who work mm-hmm. in like, farming about how they should or shouldn't manage their land. Um, but what we do know is that plant-based food is so much more efficient to grow. Um, it's a much more efficient source of calories and it's great for your health and it tastes great too. So we want to promote that as much as we can, but whilst respecting that everyone's on a different journey. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Now, you famously said you wanted a telly show (laughs) 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 and you do use the jamie vernacular now jamie oliver obviously he's clearly the most influential chef ever on telly he changed our food culture Mm. is television still the best way to spread that message well so we
2: are blessed to have the attention of millions of people Mm -hmm. like so many people have clicked like against our pages and against our videos so we already kind of have our own little tv show which is great Mm -hmm. um we have complete control of that we're directors actors producers editors chefs yeah everything
1: how many viewers uh
2: well we've got three million fans we get like, 28 million views a month or something, Mm -hmm. depending on, like, different channels. channels. It goes up and down down (laughs) seasonally.
1: And telly could never deliver that. No.
2: No. But then telly has a different value, right? So telly would be great. We'd love to do telly. We've been talking about it for years... All I can say is, watch this space.
4: <laughs>
1: I, I wonder if the kind of people who you are talking to, the millennials mm-hmm. and the younger generation, um, my daughter is 20. She's a big fan of yours. Mm-hmm. And she watches you on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, she saves your videos um, so that she can go to them really quickly. She showed me an amazing chocolate cake this afternoon, by the way. And That's so cool. Yeah.
2: I love that. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: we're hearing that a lot recently.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, we've been meeting a lot of people and my daughter watches your videos yeah. or my son watches yeah. your videos. It's a very, very common statement. Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: But she wouldn't watch it on television. I don't know no. when she last actually sat down um, and watched watch anything on television. Yeah. Why are you even using the word TV?
3: Good well, I, I think uh, having a TV show would be a really significant marker in time, not only for us as Bosch, but for the vegan movement or kind of mindset as a whole um because yeah like vegan food has just been way in the shadows i mean it's only still a really small percentage of the 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 population of the united kingdom who are adopting a vegan diet so to for us to sort of go ahead and get a tv show would be massive and it would be it would be a real honor i feel and i think that's a really important point about why we do what we do we we
2: want to reach the people in normal england do watch telly still we're like actually the younger generation are probably going to be all right Mm -hmm. they've got their heads a bit better screwed on than us Mm grown-ups so we we want to try and reach the masses the grown-ups and show them the
1: grannies yeah
2: (laughs) well that too yeah Yeah, we want to show the grannies that vegan food is good um and maybe their daughters and sons too
1: interestingly you've used the word vegan a lot in this particular interview Mm -hmm. you didn't at first you use plant-based much more than vegan what was the reason for that
3: I think initially, when we first set up our channel and when we first released our first book, the word um well, veganism as a movement was was a lot smaller, and um there wasn 't so many people talking about it, and it had a lot more sort of weird connotations and it was a lot worse understood whereas now um like channels like ours and channels like other vegan influences in the space and and also like um like, big supermarkets have really got involved as well. And, like, big magazines are all putting the word vegan everywhere. I think now the word vegan is a lot more well understood, and therefore we feel a lot more confident talking about it because we feel that people are ready to hear it, you know, and that's it.
1: Could you ever join that sort of more flexitarian sort of debate?
2: As far as Ian and myself are concerned, at least as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. I mean, you can make your own call, mate. Mm-hmm. But um, we eat vegan. And so we're, yeah. we're really happy with that as a choice for us. That's the decision we made. But we completely understand everyone who's on that flexitarian journey. There was a really interesting statistic, actually, about the Beyond Meat burgers. So, yeah, they're, they're incredible. They're so delicious. They're really meaty. And the thing about those burgers is 91% of sales of those burgers are from meat eaters. So therefore, we can assume these people are flexitarians. So the more flexitarians there are, the better food we get as vegans due to the buying power of all of those flexitarians. So yes, we'd love more and more people to come and eat vegan, whatever mm-hmm. that means to them. But even just more people buying vegan products is really mm-hmm. beneficial to us mm-hmm. and to the planet and to their health too, the people who are eating it. So we're really happy if there's more flexies.
1: Yeah. And Beyond Meat was the first vegan product to get into the meat aisles. Uh, particularly in America, and they deliberately targeted that. Yeah. That's really interesting. Technology, I was going to ask you about what's happening in the Petri dish. Um, you know, mm-hmm. th- there is more and more food invention, future foods. Mm. Um, what would you, as chefs, like the food inventors to come up with
2: cheese (laughs) we need we need the right cheese there are great companies making cheeses and um, finding ways to do it with coconut oil and some of them are using nuts as their base of fat the nice thing about coconut oil is that it's kind of liquid when it gets a bit warmer so it melts but it's also solid when it's cooler but the problem is coconut and cheese are not two flavors that go together so we have this problem with vegan cheese which is a lot of it just tastes a bit weird Mm -hmm. There are some good ones, but you have to hunt them out. And more often than not, they're made by people like our mate Ellie from Kind Co. who does it in a... It's, it's like a really uh, low-key passion project for her. Although she has just taken it full-time. Mm-hmm. So what we really need... There's someone somewhere working on, like, revolutionary vegan cheese. If we can put men on the moon... Mm. We must be able to make vegan cheese without requiring the milk of a cow. So we're waiting for that.
1: So we're recording this during the Extinction Rebellion second disruption. Mm -hmm. Have you been up there?
2: Well, there's a funny story here. Um, We spent the entire day yesterday helping them out. So we spent all morning baking 200 cookies, which we distributed to various different sites to support all of those lovely people. And then they needed a bit of a hand at about four they were out of food in their kitchen so we drove our car to asda through the crazy traffic in london
1: being stopped by extinction rebellion people telling you yeah exactly exactly
2: (laughs) um filled our car full of um lentils of spices of rice and vegetables and all that good stuff and took it back to the site so that they could feed people last night and today That's fantastic. We're so supportive. Those guys are literally putting their lives on the line and their freedom on the line because they believe in trying to protest for the future of our children, Mm. of our world, of our animals. We salute them. We would probably be there with them Mm -hmm. right now more than just nipping in and out to talk and help out. Um, If we weren't busy going all over the country promoting our book, which is called How to Live Vegan, Save the Planet and Feel Amazing. But we feel like that is also our own form of mm. protest
1: uh, and so and, would just, they. And, it's, yeah.
2: and it's worth doing otherwise we would be there for the whole two weeks yeah. mm, and
1: importantly great. i mean so would they and they say that you know everybody is protesting in their own way yeah. um, everyone's doing a little little disruption never hurt anyone yes, exactly. importantly all the sites that are, are feeding those people keeping them on the streets you know keeping the disruption going for the whole time It's vegan. You know, I wonder if that's going to change people's minds while they're out on the streets, tasting stuff that actually is easy to do. Mm.
2: I guess what was really nice, do you remember that trip around the supermarket? Yeah. We are filling up the trolley full of food and all of a sudden we realised, oh, this is a really well-put-together seasonal menu. Mm -hmm. And we'd packed this giant shopping trolley full of food And it didn't come to that much money because it was well thought through. So I think the affordability of vegan
3: food was shown to us last Mm -hmm. night while we were doing that shop. Absolutely. But hopefully they'll make it into something tasty. And when it comes to the actual quality of the food that was getting cooked up, this is... uh the whole of the rebellion, shall we say. Like, everyone there we were talking to is just, like, you know, regular people. Like, the guy who's cooking the food is a chef. And the c- people that he's cooking the food for are, like, really well-educated, normal people who just really care. Um, so, yeah, it was um, a real privilege and an honour to be a part of it. And, um, yeah, big up those guys. It's fantastic what they're doing.
1: So you've been totally prolific. How many books have you brought out in one single year?
2: This has been a busy year. This, um, so we've, we've brought out... Two already yeah. mm-hmm. at the time of speaking, and we have another one which is due to come out on Boxing Day. The healthy vegan cookbook. So if you imagine, first we had Bosch and Bish Bash Bosch, and they were all about delicious, hearty, just the kind of indulgent meals that you want to have to replace meat, or not to replace meat. You probably won't even notice the difference. But this new thing that we have, where everybody's starting to go vegan or eating vegan meals, means that they might be having some naughty food, maybe a bit too much of that naughty food. Maybe they're cooking our lasagna five days a week instead of one. (laughs) Maybe they're going to the street food markets and having seitan burgers and all of this amazing vegan junk food. So the healthy vegan book is for those people who are looking to understand what health means in a diet. It's it's low in fat, it's high in flavour, easy, easy recipes, all delicious with a typical Bosch twist. And the key thing is, it's going to help you get all the nutrients on a plant-based diet.
1: And you can get that recipe for the vegan version of a beef wellington, the Bosch Christmas Crisscross, on their podcast page at deliciousmagazine.co.uk slash stories slash podcasts.